0: mirror mirror on the wall who's the most luscious of them all and you're listening to mr juicy on the ovw
1: podcast Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am Nothing Clever This Week, Jackman Oaks. And I am the voice of Narwhal the Whale from Elf, Brian Hines. Today we are getting into all the action from Thanksgiving Thunder, also known as Ohio Valley Wrestling Television 1269, emanating live from historic Davis Arena on December 7th, 2023. But before that, it's been kind of... This thing happened. Sometimes it can be so easy, Brian. I know that you experienced this too, to feel like we come in here and we, we talk into the ether. And nobody listens to this thing and nobody knows who we are. And then this thing happened this past week where it was kind of a strange realization that at least somebody is listening to this thing because we got nominated for an award. Yeah. As a four-person <laughs> unit...
0: <laughs> This has to be the most bizarre week we've experienced so far, and this is probably the headliner to all that. Um, like you said, it's it's like we just come in here and like you and I just talk, right?
1: And we know we we know we can see what we that people listen to us, and we when we go out to OVW and people tell us they listen to us, and like we love that, and that means so much to us. But we didn't exactly think we were doing, like, award-worthy stuff around here.
0: I didn't even know there were awards for this sort of thing on the local level in Louisville. I I figured that those things were uh, for bigger fish and and bigger seas and not for
1: somebody like you and me. And And here we are. I actually was totally planning on coming in here and just, like, doing the wrestling thing and being a jerk about it. But then as soon as I started talking about it, I kind of... um, I got, I got, I got cold feet on that. It really is just kind of cool to get nominated for something. Uh, we, I guess the the award show is in the middle of January. We yes. are planning on going.
2: It's a formal event, gentlemen.
1: We can't wait to. Um, oh, I'm going to look good. I always do. We can't wait to clap for whoever beats us in this award <laughs> category. I am just, it in- is <laughs> <truly>. <laughs> um, yeah. I am just incredibly but, shocked and humbled
0: that somebody somewhere listened to us and said, "Hey, you guys are kind of funny." I enjoy listening to you. Hey, tell somebody else. And now there's, there, there's an award that we're nominated for, and, and the, I am incredibly thankful. And this
1: isn't some, like, little rinky-dink operation over here. This is the 10th year that these things have been going on. This is the 10th one of these awards. It is an event you have to buy tickets for. It is an event you have to dress up for. This isn't, like, um, this isn't, you know, I'm at least probably going to get turned away at the door. I don't think I'm going to be able to get in. I think it might be we'll a little bit. I think the, it well, might be a little too nice of a nice of an event for them to let me into. But uh, you, Tiny Brian, and and B you guys have fun that night. I'll be in the alley with a forty in a um, plastic bag, but can't even get the paper that night. But it'll be. It, uh, we're seriously, we're so excited, and we're looking forward to meeting the rest of the uh, our our competitors in this category when we go. We're looking forward to tuning into your guys's podcasts. I know it's not nearly as good as this one, but I'm sure it's pretty good because you're at least mentioned in the same breath that we were. See, there we go. I was going to get it in eventually. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to do wrestling stuff eventually on here.
0: I, I honestly don't know what to to think about that because that's not something that's really happened to me a whole lot. And you know, part of me wants to go with the old Groucho Marx line, I, I wouldn't be a part of any organization <laughs> yeah. that would be willing to have me or whatever it was. But uh, we, I'm, I'm just kidding. We are both incredibly right. thankful. Well, all, and, all of and us here. All yes, of us all here. of us. And we just want to say thank you so much.
1: And whichever one of you that's listening to this that uh, nominated us for this, thanks. Which, uh, come, come shake our hand. We'll, we'll get you some dinner one night or something. Um, so,
2: two great things about this from my point of view over here in the control booth. First of all is how, how I discovered we were nominated. Do you guys realize this? Yeah. Brian Kennison, voice of the OVW, text messages me and says, congrats on the nomination. Wow. Well, that's how I found out. That's He's a <laughs>
1: fellow nominee, not our category. No, no different no. category. Different right.
2: category, nominated along with Shannon the Dude and for Best Voice in Louisville. Uh, but, uh, so there's that and these awards and like a lot of the awards that you hear about on the internet where they're like, we'll nominate you for an award. And now people got to vote and you've got to go to this website mm. and let them send you an email and then click a link in that email every day that you want to vote and right. you can vote every day. None of that stuff seems to be applying here. It's well, just an award. Uh, well, yeah, and- I haven't
0: been able to find a whole heck of a lot of information about this other than the link that yeah, it's called you know, the carnies right
2: it's by a comedy attack out yes of louisville. i saw that you can that. find them on facebook mm-hmm. most of the give releases, them a follow yeah give them a follow they've certainly earned it they do a lot of free comedy shows in in louisville they seem to be sort of a, a stand-up development sort of thing they seem to be where you can kind of follow mm-hmm. if you're looking for some stage time and you're in the queen city so
1: well, we that's like that's something that i think You know, side note is like super important to us. We we run a podcast about people trying to make it to that next level and getting exposure and getting um, you know good teaching. Like that's what we run a podcast about on the wrestling side. So it's really cool to receive some recognition from an organization like that that kind of sees comedy the way that we see wrestling. Mm -hmm. And like seriously, guys can't wait for the fourteenth. Drinks are on Tiny Brian. Actually, they're on Victor on the Blimp card.
2: They certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: hell yeah. Up next. Uh, wait, wait. We got a couple more housekeeping things to do. We were sitting jerking ourselves off for a little bit too long. Cal Hero's on the feed this upcoming week. He'll be he'll drop our interview with Cal Hero will drop on Thursday, right, Tiny Brian. That's Broder? correct. Yes. Um, great interview. We say this about every wrestler that comes through.
2: Because f- they're all awesome. Because they're all awesome. And they're all, and they all,
1: they're all genuine. Uh, exactly what you see is what you get with him. And not in a bad way like it is with Stevie J. Um, <laughs> uh, For better or worse <laughs> If
0: you want Stevie J on your show That is what you're going to get
1: And he was like No, he was awesome I'm you, but, No, he was great but, I had a great but, uh, time put the kids to bed Before you turn that one on Yeah, yeah. That's, all, that's all I'll say And I have a potty mouth And there were things That Stevie J said On these very microphones Where I started to um, sweat profusely. So,
0: <laughs> at the time, yeah, a little bit. But I went back and listened to that episode as I was driving to pick up my son on Saturday morning. And uh, as great a time as I had doing that interview with those guys, uh, I, I had an even better time listening to mm-hmm. it as as just somebody who would be listening. to Is that to this the first podcast?
1: person we've ever cut something on that like wasn't like a like a thing we shouldn't have said cut did we admit, did we we didn't snip? cut anything we did no, okay so we no, did not that was completely uncensored no. Okie dokie. Yeah, yeah
2: even even that line from him yes uh-huh. everything made those it those
0: lines all those, of yes. all of the lines that but, were Kind of cringy at the time. Are
1: there warts and all in that one podcast? Yeah. If you feel like checking it out. Having said that, though, Cal Hero, you sit the kids down in front of the radio when you turn him on. He's the, he's he was the most yeah. positive, most genuine, uplifting guy. The exact opposite of Stevie J. I, I I loved interviewing both of them and spending time with both of them for very different reasons. Yes, and that
2: we did it in the same day is sort of harrowing. Really. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. That, that's <laughs> the, the, an interesting point. The
0: uh, the purest interview we probably have done so far versus the filthiest after after the filthiest, breakneck speed yeah
1: breakneck speed whiplash yeah (laughs) up next we'll break down all of the action from ohio valley television number 1269 which of course broadcast live originally from historic davis arena right after this
2: hey folks tiny brian here with you once again talking about bluegrass home front and i'm talking about it so much that i finally got victor talking about it we've started making some movement we're going to be uh Think we're aiming for February of 20, 2024 as our uh, new date, and I also want to introduce you to a new member of the Bluegrass Homefront team, our music producer. You know him as one, as the co-host of the OVW podcast, Brian Hines. <laughs>
0: Congratulations, Brian Hines! Wow, yeah, I, I guess we did kind of talk about that, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm no, so awesome, stoked. Babe. I'm I'm super stoked to be a part of this.
2: Yes, the music is and the music has always been some of my favorite stuff we do here. big part of that show for you guys. We we wanted it to really be kind of a music show, not and a true variety show. So we're excited to have you on board. Uh, You're going to help us dig some of the most obscure music we can find in the Commonwealth out, and we're excited for it. So next year, come. In the meantime, go to bluegrasshomefront.com. Listen to the episodes, send us your stories, get on social media, tell us, point out people making illicit dairy products, anywhere you find them in the Commonwealth. Can
1: I say something about Blue Guy Sunfront too? You sure can. Listen to the ones that you don't think you're going to like. Like when you see what the, what the shows are about, don't listen to the one that is is going to pique your interest the most. Go, go dig through, listen to the ones that uh, they're going to be able to talk to you and show you a little bit of something maybe you didn't know about before.
2: Okay, good advice. All <laughs> yeah, right, what so, he said. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, bluegrass. Listen Home to Front.
1: the ones you like too, but dig in, dig into the whole podcast.
2: Listen to them all. Don't don't skimp. And uh, bluegrasshomefront dot And now back to the OVW podcast, already in
1: progress. Welcome back to the OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. He is the new music director for. Bluegrass home front. Brian Hines, and he is the ever popular, lovely, and talented Jackman Oaks. Oh, you like me? You really like me? <laughs> uh, um, first match of the night. Blanco Loco, uh, super nice guy. Apparently, S- super punchable. Still super punchable. We learned in a, in our interview with Dream Girl Ellie that will be on this uh, feed very soon. That behind all of that um, sweet, sexy, uh, you know. What you see, the hateability, the sexiness of Blanco Loco, actually a super nice guy. Still want to punch him in the face though.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, I. I from what I heard, he was here. He was waiting for her while uh, we were we were speaking. Yeah, with he her. hid
2: out in the car. He was he was scared of us or something. We'll get him back. soon. If, he was
0: we'll doing back social writers. media, if, if books, I had to right. guess, he probably heard my uh, mini interview segment with Dream Girl Ellie after our full on interview. The little video vignette that we
1: did oh yeah my ears are still ringing from that's that. that's why you got to follow us on all of the social medias yeah because yeah. uh, in we're... fact
2: we've now started putting things on tiktok we've talked about tiktok since the beginning but in the past week i've actually started putting videos there oh have we how
1: many followers do we have to get to for you to do whatever is the popular tiktok dance of the week
2: i mean i don't know two more and i'd probably do it i like to dance
0: hey kids right. you hear that Two more followers. Two, yes, two more. If tiny you're listening Brian will do the dance of the week.
1: And whatever dance is most popular on TikTok that week, we will get it. And that's only two more followers. So that will get us up to like three followers on TikTok. Yeah, four that'll, top that'll, really, that'll be a really big deal for us. If we can double our TikTok following in a day so we're, that you can see Brian Tiny Brian dance.
2: We're actually approaching 30 followers. Then.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. That's like 28
0: more than I thought we'd have. Uh, yeah.
1: Really. Which is cool. What would you think of uh, Sergeant Steve Stryker, other than that he needs a new name? Uh, Okay, my knee-jerk reaction
0: goes straight to airplane. Stryker, 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 Stryker. Bam! Um, He wasn't in there long enough to really get an opinion about, because Blanco logo put him away
1: quick. This is one of those matches that OVW likes to do that is not about what you saw in the ring this week. It's getting you ready for what you see in the ring in weeks to come. Will Austin, of course, shows up after the conclusion of that match uh, looking for a little bit of a confrontation with Blanco Loco. Yeah.
2: Who are we supposed to like in that pairing? Who's the fa- Who's the heel? Who's the face between Blanco I Loco I think it was heel
0: Blanco versus Austin. heel. It was a pair of feet.
1: I, th- I think we, from storyline point of view, are supposed to like Will Austin, but... He doesn't look nearly as good as Blanco Loco does, so it's kind of for fifty-fifty for me personally.
0: Nah, Blanco Loco came out looking the best in really, in that whole fr- he really, opening he really segment. Really does, really yeah.
1: looks, really kind of incredible. Um, afterwards, we had a match with Riley Matthews and Dream Girl. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm assuming Christmas Chaos. We'll see this Thursday with Will Austin and Blanco Loco. I'm assuming Christmas Chaos for those two guys. Um, oh sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And while I'm thinking about it, I. I don't know the exact date, so it either has just happened or it's about to happen. I would like to say a, uh, a tardy or future happy birthday to uh, Riley Matthews, who is turning or has just turned 21 years old.
1: Right on. Uh, I would like to say if we're getting Will Austin and Blanco Loco at Christmas Chaos, be sure you leave off the sprinklers that night because that's match of the night. going to call it right there. Interesting, gonna hot call take, it right, gonna take. call it right there. Not even knowing that we're gonna get it, I'm saying it right there. Love, I'm gonna love a lot of the matches that night. That one's gonna be the one that takes home the cake, uh, for me personally. Well, you're and gonna
2: be there to see it, I will. We will I be will. in attendance, I will for be chaos.
1: front row, uh, rip roaring and ready to go. You mentioned Riley Matthews, our ne- uh, who is an opponent against Dream Girl Ellie, in, in our next match here, she just turned 21. Unfortunately. Uh, I guess she didn't wish for a victory on all of her birthday candles. Unfortunately,
0: that night. <laughs> no, because uh, Dream Girl Ellie put her away with uh, yet another interesting yet highly effective submission move um, at the end of this match, which I'm sure that uh, she has gotten all of these from uh, Aleister Black, mm-hmm. Malachi Black. Oh, uh, he w- that was Alistair in the WWE.
1: It, yeah, and if if the OVW commentary team can call real one Enzo Amore all night, we can. Yeah, we I, can switch around. I, I on. can go back to WWE <laughs> rules for just a second, but uh, e- either way, no, uh, but definitely something that she's been wor- since she's been working with. That him, makes that, total yeah. sense because I've thought
0: about that like the last three times she she's been on uh, the Thursday show. Wow, that's a pretty cool submission. Wow, that that's impressive. Those that's strikes. different than, than the last one. And then this one this week, and then we talked to her and she was like, Oh yeah, well I, you know, I've been training with uh, uh, Malachi Black. And I like, Oh, that explains it because he is a master of that sort of thing. So yes. good for you.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it is almost insane how quickly they started putting over on commentary that she'd been training with him, how much her game changed. Yes. And, and not, uh, i not going to say, I'm not going to say stole from him, but you could tell that she was under the tutelage of him beyond the shadow of a doubt.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It, there's no theft to it when, no, uh, no. you know, you're sitting under a learning tree like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. You have, you have either you're not learning um, and either you're, you're not learning because you're ignorant or you're not learning because uh, you're stubborn. One of the two. If you're sitting with a guy like that, soak it up.
0: Yeah, and good for her. She certainly is. And she's even more lethal now than she had been in the past.
1: It seems like we have a little bit of a if-you-can't-be-them-join-them them situation with the Bad Girls Club and Dream Girl Ellie um, in that they are very afraid of Dream Girl Ellie and really want her to join them.
0: Yeah, they're scouting her pretty hard and you know, made the appearance outside of the ring uh, during her, her match, and then we see them later on in the show. and, and
1: Immediately, almost. Yeah. As soon as Ellie's backstage, she doesn't even have her boots off. They come to confront her to try to get her to join the Bad Girls Club. Um, just we see this play out over the night. Not what I expected to see, though, from the Bad Girls Club. Um, they might need someone a little physical like that, a little more of an enforcer uh, type. Well, she would be a perfect
0: addition to the, to that group, and I, I can't wait to see what happens next because I, I have no
1: idea. But for me, she just doesn't seem like the most natural fit. It has to be driven that they, they've come to the conclusion that that belt – or their status in the women's division is hurt as long as Dream Girl Ellie is an uh, independent force. Yeah. We had a, the uh, insurance policy match, as they like to call it. This is between Junta Pesos and Jay De Niro. Now, if I, if I remember correctly, this match was the winner of this match would have determined who was able to join their respective person at Christmas Chaos. So, if Junta Pesos won, he would be able to join Star Rider in his corner. If De
0: Niro he, wins, he was able to um, accompany Tony Evans. Superior Hush. Tony Evans. Hush. Hey, cut it.
1: Um, Jay De Niro. De, Jay De Niro ends up winning this match, correct? No, Junta Pesos won this match. That's what. Right, the because, on the edge. because this is what. Right, right. Now that I'm. Junta Pesos ends up winning this match. Manny Domingo, whatever we want to call him. Um and Jay De Niro goes, he loses insane shit. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. All and, uh, I could remember, I couldn't remember how the match ended. I could just remember Jay De Niro's rampage bombs. afterwards. Yeah, he, you know, he, he flies off the handle, and you know, he's Buddy Rich when he flies off the handle. Three big power bombs, uh, last one through a table. We see during this entire exchange, though, Tony Evans, Tony Evans has realized that any more time they spend in that ring is only a detriment. Right. He's not necessarily saying who to Pes- I don't want to see who to hurt. He's saying, I don't want to be here any longer. We need to go because we've already accomplished what we need to accomplish. Yeah. And De Niro waves him off. And Jay- then yeah. bam,
0: bam, bam, right through, right through the table. And I, I, I hope Manny's okay.
1: Yes, that's. Uh, we, we would like to say that without speculating too wildly. We would like to say that Manny Domingo. It looks like sp- he really took a beating. Speedy recovery. That was a tight, that was a hard, hard, hard bump. Um, and it looked really bad on camera. So we really hope that everything is okay with you there, Mr. Domingo. Um, did you see when the. I guess when, when these two started to separate, Jay De Niro and, and Tony Evans, did you see. Tony Evans being the one that would be willing to show restraint. Because it's usually the loudmouth, tiny one that continues to be the more despised one, right? Yes. Um, It looks like we're kind of going the opposite direction in this one. I I was a little surprised to see that, yes. I was too. Tony Evans has just been so red hot, hated for so long. Because he's so good at it. it. He's so good at it. He and
0: Jay De Niro uh, were one of my favorite parts of OVW on Thursdays. But this angle with uh, Jota Pesos is is just the best. I, I love it. I mean, it's... It's a really good story. There's a lot of action to it, but it's also funny at the same it's time. Silly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like yeah. Yeah. When they mirror one another, it is just mm-hmm. hysterical. Well, I mean,
1: even tonight or during this match we were covering, not tonight as we were recording, but this uh, evening of matches, there's like the Tom and Jerry spot right in the middle of it. Like they can just get away with so much low-hanging physical comedy and none of us bat an eye at it. Like, we all, we're all, we all just, like, 110% uh, on board about it. We, we've compared them to uh, Lucille Ball and Tom and Jerry now. Yeah. You know, we haven't yet to compare them to The Rock and Austin, but if we talk about it, like, we're as entertained, like, you know, as it would be a huge prestige, uh, you know, angle or storyline. Yeah, well, line. the me part of we is. Right, yeah. No, I mean, I love it, too. I love it, too. I've loved it since the first night. Um, but definitely didn't expect... As we're heading into Christmas chaos, to kind of see a different side of Tony Evans.
2: So it occurs to me, and you guys—you guys are the wrestling experts. I'm just here to push buttons and poke at my kid. Um, did Stone Cold ever have like a real face turn, or did he just was he just a heel? Everybody suddenly started cheering for because he, if
0: I remember right, he started off as a heel, but he was so good at being a heel, he kind of evolved past one or the other and was just universally loved for being yeah. himself.
1: There's a great, I guess it's in Wrestling with Shadows where Bret Hart talks about that the, that period in the 90s where there are no more good guys or bad guys the way that he was brought up in wrestling. The biggest quote-unquote good guy does nothing that a good guy would do, and then he's trying to be... A genuine, hundred percent white meat babyface all the time, and the crowds are turning against him because he's not edgy enough. It's just a really, it was, it was. That's what happened in the nineties. Right. That's that was just nineties culture, you yeah. know, like Gen X are weird. Yeah, we are. like wrestling. Most of the time is like two to three years behind the zeitgeist. Every once in a while, it hits right on it. They were able to do it in the eighties with Reaganism and Hulk, and they were able to do it in the nineties with Stone Cold.
2: So is it is it possible Tony Evans could be on a similar track?
1: Well, and while I'm talking about this, name name one thing Stone Cold, or Hulk Hogan ever did that was what a babyface would do to win a match. Never he Hulk Hogan never ever wrestled like a babyface. Hulk Hogan always wrestled like a heel. So it's actually not even that big of a a a uh, jump to say that ten years later, fifteen years later, they were just going to take that formula and do the same thing again, which is what they did. Um, but I I think that I think that the way that we're going to end up having to make Tony Evans a baby face, he's not going to be able to do the to do the same stuff anymore. Hmm. He's not going like, to, uh, like, the hush is going to be over and it's still going to be incorporated when he's a baby face, but it's not going to be to the level that, like, Stone Cold literally just didn't change a single thing that
0: he did. Well, I can't see him turning into my high school guidance counselor who was constantly trying to exactly. get people's attention, like... People be quiet, people. I mean, he, that he's would still actually be
1: great. as he just went up and held up his hand with a one on it for as long until everybody got quiet, like a guidance counselor? I'm here. sorry,
0: Mrs. Little. I wasn't <laughs> meaning to make fun of you, but here we are. You just kind of came up in conversation.
1: No, I think you raise a really interesting point. Is like, what does the Tony Evans face run look like? What what can he change to still be Tony Evans? And then what? What can he change? What can he lose to still be Tony Evans and not be a heel? I don't know. I I (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know.
0: He's so good at being a (laughs) heel, and I love him for that. So for me, he's already over. He's already kind of a face because he's such a good heel. But I mean, if we're going like classic example of uh, a face. I, I I can't see him rolling in with like some jazzy piano music and changing his shoes and
1: putting on yeah. a nice cardigan and talking about feelings and shit. I think that this will honestly just have to come from he's small and Jay De Niro is huge. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, still looking forward to it. Didn't expect this to happen. This is an entire night of stuff I didn't expect to happen though.
0: Have they gone through and announced all the uh matches for this Thursday and or Christmas chaos yet or are we still kind of waiting on for details? I think We've a couple I think we
1: about
2: 50/50. Yeah, I think we get uh we're getting yeah they've they've announced a couple of matches for Thursday and then a couple others for Christmas Chaos.
1: I'll go through and look and see what. Uh, well, let's. What let's well, do actually, it. no. Thursday we producer Malachi, why don't you look? Hey, there you go. What again? Oh, sorry, Dream Girl Ellie's not here, and you don't know how to produce this time, but. <laughs> 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 oh, now he's paus- now he's looking to pause the. <laughs> Uh, No, it's where we just need, if you could find uh, any information on what this Thursday and Christmas chaos look like, that would be awesome. Um, On the interwebs. Our one main event, it's the second match of the best of the three series of matches for the number one contender. It's a 3-2-1 or a (laughs) 2-3-1. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Overman, yeah. Golden Lions, Gracie's all up in everybody's biz. That was the best part of that match. Is this where? Do you think this is where it happened? Where they kind of had to say, "Hey, we can't touch the wrestlers." I think so. Yeah. I think that that's why. Yeah, happened. we Gracie might have gotten in a little bit of uh, trouble for crossing the barrier. And as basketball.
0: entertaining as that was, that's something that you
1: can't do.
2: Not without a license. Somebody no. get Gracie a wrestling license. How old? Do you, that's all yeah, I'm how saying.
1: old do you have to be, Santa, if you're listening? I know a little girl in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, the greater Louisville, Kentucky area, and all she wants is one little wrestling license. She's got the look. She's got the mic yeah, skills. That's right. That's right. She's got she all three. She needs the license, <laughs> and she
0: can start training, and then she's going to be, before Five. before you know it, it will be Gracie versus the baby Joe Mack at the big one in 2024.
1: We uh, Golden Lions won last week. This yeah. week, the Overman won um as
0: we predicted there's a which will lead us right into you know the final head-to-head clash at christmas chaos
1: luke curtis hits um cash flow with a low blow rolls him right up one two three of course the overman cheated to win
0: uh, Not that I'm mad about it No really. you
1: fully expect that I would have If I was writing the show I would have put the nail in it right here And made it 2 out of 2 Versus 2 out of 3 And made Cash and Shira fight each other And then I might actually be entertained By something that they've done Over the last few weeks First match of, of our 2 that, Ragnar the Ruthless versus TW3 Always good to see TW3 he was, in,
0: he was in great form uh, We've seen Ragnar the Ruthless A couple of times Um, In our uh, travels to Historic Davis Arena for uh, the Thursday OV Night Show, some of those matches have been dark matches. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one was not. Um, He wasn't uh, the one who came out on top this time, but uh, I I fully expect to see him again in in the future. And uh, greetings to all of his fellow
1: countrymen in Finland. Yes, greetings.
0: Do you know how to say that? No, but I, n- I have a Finnish friend who does.
1: We'll get them on one day.
0: Um, Joh- w- Johanna, that means you.
1: When Crixus comes back, how quickly do Ragnar and Crixis get into an angle for who's allowed to wear like a fur-covered skirt? Uh, I'm this sure is what I can I w- speak for both of them. Is I I <laughs> this is what I want to see. It's a freaking loincloth. This is
0: what I want to see. And I don't know. It, it could be uh, immediately. It could be several weeks. Who knows? Maybe they'll uh, team up and they'll be like the and uh, we can give them a like some kind of european horde kind of thing.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's it's hard to say. They they could be the uh, brave hearts or something.
1: What uh what do you think of uh TW3's be kind of rewind kick to end this match here? Uh I mean,
0: he TW3 is very entertaining. He's got a big bag of tricks. I didn't see that coming.
1: And I will say this. I watched uh, this over at my friend's house. I've noted this before. There's a certain contingency of, of uh, the population of the OVW arena that loves TW3, and they love when he takes that jacket off. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked on my friend Ellie, too. Um, she said, oh, gosh, who's that? I said, ah, now now we like wrestling. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I. I didn't think of it until just now, but when TW3 came in to talk to us and we interviewed him, uh, we discussed a VCR mm-hmm. and trying to get a we VCR. Did. We did. I, I wonder, I'm not going to say by any stretch of the imagination that uh, we may have influenced the naming of said kick, but uh, I do believe that uh, it is oddly timely that. Uh, the last two times I've spoken with him, we have been talking about VCRs, and then we see the Be Kind Rewind kick. So,
1: And Santa, if you're listening, I know a young man in Wisconsin. His name's TW3. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He just so wants a VCR for Christmas. <laughs> Santa, if you could leave the 80s baby, the Midwest Ace TW3, a VCR for Christmas, he would just be so happy.
0: TW3, I want you to know that I have been looking for a VCR for you, and I had one, but uh, it was damaged, so I had to return it to the thrift store. I found another one that does work, but it is the one from my childhood, and I'm sorry, I can't give that up. And However, also, you can come over and watch movies, and we can have popcorn and shit.
1: And you're not Santa, so. No, I am. Sorry, don't take it away from the big guy. No, I'll leave that to him. Um, I mentioned that my friend Ellie, she, she became very invested when she saw TW3 without a shirt on. Um, she's definitely, he's definitely her type of guy. Um, so she's already, you know, it's the first time she's really watched wrestling. I'm like, you know, sleeping on her couch. Sometimes she gets exposed to it cause I'm over there all the time. And, um, she's already invested. And then this next segment happens and she loved it. She's laughing the whole time. I think we've made a fan. I think we've made a fan between TW 3s sexy shirtless, uh, body and the bad girls club coming out and doing their first real, um, character, Arc type thing The first real development We've ever seen from them Since they objected To Freya and Aaron Grider's Wedding so long ago
2: Boy that does feel like A laugh Feels
1: like out. a long time we ago We used to
2: call them The objectors Because we had no idea we didn't know What, what to, else call to call
1: them, them. <laughs> And now we call them The Von Rockets Because they actually Have a name now um, And a theme They had their own music This segment was so funny Oh yeah Your, My credit card got denied At Dollar General That was great I had the most rancid, disgusting, explosive diarrhea yesterday. What is the other one? I had to <laughs> my, so this stuff I had actually to shave got- my back or something. Like just like just the Von Rockets dressing down the bad girls club, yeah. uh, presumably going through the bad girls club own text messages to each other.
2: Yes, that actually happened a little later. You're getting a little excited. That happened We that- are a little excited. This is the setup. This is where the what happened. Oh, there. yeah. This is so. When we'll just the, cover
1: this since since we've already broached yeah, th- the subject. Th-
2: it is sort of a setup payoff situation because this yes. is a setup where the Bad Girls Club were take, running over their time in the makeup room.
1: And the Von Rockets have that great line when they come out to confront them. No one takes up our time in the makeup room. Exactly. <laughs> like I say, it's a, they're a pair. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. I was moving way far ahead. Um, I just, I just was so happy. Honestly, I didn't know that I needed the Von Rockets to, like, do things. The moment they started doing them, I was 100% on board. The moment I saw any sort of character progression from those two gals. I love the Von Rockets uh, with Ryan Von Rocket. I really do. I love, th- I love that as a pairing um, or a triumvirate. It's nice to let them, uh, you know, be characters, not just be eye candy. Yes. Yeah. Um, And shout out to Doug Basham for making that decision, I'm sure. Uh, So the actual match that we wanted to cover here, I guess, before I jumped a little bit ahead, is we have, uh, well, no, we have. We have got a bunch of backstage stuff. This is actually something that we wanted to talk about. I'm glad that we had mentioned it. This is the first time in several weeks we've seen the backstage of OVW
2: Davis Arena. Since the... uh since before the investment period started, really.
1: We're very used to usually seeing a lot of backstage vignettes. Yes. Um, over the l- last few weeks have really not seen any until this week. So not only do we see the uh, makeup room with Bad Girls Club and the Vaughn Rockettes, we see Jack Vaughn uh, running into Cal Hero in the in hallway. hallway. And, and
2: remember uh, that Bad Girls Club and, uh, and Ellie. Took place backstage, yeah, there that as well. So backstage. that's yes, we went
1: from having none for several weeks to just being jammed to the gills with them. Yeah, they were
0: in the middle of the uh pardon our dust portion of the construction, but they have obviously done enough to uh be able to do vignettes backstage, and I'm glad that they did because they were a very effective and uh hilarious more often than not way to advance the storylines going into Christmas chaos and I'm glad that they were able to do that it was just as important to see those backstage vignettes as it was to see the in-ring action this week in my opinion
1: yeah so I mean we just had we had a bunch of them all kind of we just kind of knocked them all out um.
2: yeah this is the the sketch here we we get a moment where uh your guy Jack Vaughn interacts with uh my other guy Oh well, yeah, you've got a lot of guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, this also happens backstage. Yeah. Um, and then Enzo shows up and kind of laughs at both of them.
1: And real, real one or Enzo or?
2: They used both names. Whatever
1: they, we're calling him.
2: they they said, they called him the real one, Enzo something. So.
1: So I guess I guess before we uh, move on to the the main event which is the OVW Heavyweight Championship match. Um, we had talked about the back and forth between the Bad Girls Club and the Von Rockettes and the, se- the cell phone reading. Um, there's something that we didn't get to the end of there because it's something we didn't see coming at all. Um, we have the Von Rockettes going back and forth with the Bad Girls Club, and then Freya the Slayer shows up. Interesting to kind of put her on the same side of the aisle so to speak as the Von Rockettes because in my mind they had just as much to do with you know Messing the wedding, wedding is, is, yeah. Yeah. but given given what we now know I can see Freya being willing to um,
2: enemy of my enemy uh, yes
1: being willing to apologize uh, to, to a certain extent to them didn't expect that though but definitely didn't expect dream girl Ellie chair shot Freya the sleo boom bop yeah. knocked her right out
2: so the Bad Girls Club new enforcer, we think?
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, because when she was here last week for an interview, I tried to ask her about her recent actions, and... Uh, you
2: did get a response.
0: Oh, I got a response, all right. And if you want to know what that response is, you'll have to come find us on Facebook or Instagram, because... Uh, or TikTok. I, I can't duplicate what her response was to my line of questioning. I definitely Please don't, don't want you it. to do it while we're all mic'd up no. I'm wearing headphones. I couldn't Don't do, do it if I wanted to. I th- I'm just saying.
1: I think the thing that she kept coming back to, other than her wonderful response for you, was that she very m- well just might be an agent of chaos.
0: That seems like very fitting for her. She, she seems might, to be uh, uh, an agent of chaos because and, she is chaos on in, in and of uh, herself. Yes,
1: yes. It's, it might not even be about the Bad Girls Club. It might not even be about Freya. It might not be about... Anybody other than Ellie, Dream Girl Ellie, Ellie and how Dream Girl Ellie feels in that moment. Yeah, how how, Ellie, how Dream Girl Ellie can just drop into a situation and, you know, nuke everything. Yeah, remind everybody easily. to pay attention because I'm here. I don't need friends. I don't need y'all. All but, y'all can hate me. I which is care. interesting because that's kind of the same trajectory that Blanco Loco's on. Yes, and they... Mm, they might talk about the wrestling biz once every once in a while with each other. Um, we have the big old main event, the rematch, the no bullshit this time rematch, because we have a special guest enforcer. He used to be called Enzo Amore. Now he's some called in, sometimes called Enzo Amore. Now he's sometimes called Real One. We don't really know. His, he wanted to be called Real One, but his gear still said EA on it, so I don't even think he knows sometimes what we should call him. I think. Legally, he isn't allowed to
0: go by Enzo Amore anymore. Right. But I, the last interview I heard from him, which had been a while ago, I think he had switched to just Enzo, but it was the letters like z o in, like,
1: in stylized like the N-W-O. Right. right? Yeah. Um, with the big, the Z would have been the capital.
0: It, it doesn't matter. There was a five-minute promo at the beginning of that match. Have it you just seemed a, really out of have place. You ever
1: seen, have you ever seen a special guest referee get a five-minute promo directly prior to the beginning of the match?
0: Directly prior to a match? No, never. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have had a promo, because I feel like he very much should, because that's his strongest point. That's what he's the best at, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the three things a wrestler needs. He's got mic skills in spades. He's great on the mic, always has been, whether you
1: like him or not. Um, And still, like, still, really, he even during this promo, realized he wasn't getting the uh, reaction he wanted and turned it around and made made uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit on it, for real. Yeah. We,
2: do we know why he's dressed like a short-order cook?
0: Uh, he, he came from his afternoon job at the House of
1: Waffles. Oh, uh, yeah,
2: because he was wearing an apron.
0: That
1: and- $700 sleeve he had on would suggest he's getting paid a little bit better than a cook. The supreme supreme sleeve that he had on. I
0: noticed that. I'm sure that was not cheap. Yeah, that was definitely unless it was a knockoff. In which case, which it
1: might have been a knockoff. Uh, I'm willing to accept it might have been a knockoff, but I'm supposed to believe it's like $700. He
0: might be selling those out of the back of his car.
1: Yeah. Next time at the gimmick stand, just (laughs) supreme knockoff. <laughs> you go outside sleeps.
0: after you exit the arena, and he's got you know he's he's out there like uh, Eric Darkstorm was in his car, <laughs> except for his trunk's open and he's got a whole bunch of uh,
1: Suproms. Suproms. So you had mentioned like that's th- this is why we should know Enzo is because of his he was obviously in WWE. Um, we should know him because of his mic skills. I do agree with your point that he should have gotten promo time. I just think that it was not no. And not in the first, ring
0: leading you know, up to the match. This that, is the
1: first time we've ever seen him on OVW television. He needs to be established like he needed that, but it, they I, that's not where I would put it. No and I think it broke up. I think it was not that the match not that it took anything away from the match. it just was just a weird spot to put it
0: the, Those should have been two separate things, and th- that should have happened when we first saw him backstage
1: mm-hmm. Yes,
0: somewhere in that conversation, I would have
1: even maybe replaced the first match of the show with please his promo Enzo. segment. Oh yeah,
0: that that would have been that would have been a great place to put that too. But that's not where we found it, and it should have been
1: stuck somewhere else. So these these two guys, Tony Gunn and Jack Vaughn, Enzo, from the very beginning is definitely taking more from the uh, Michael P.S. Hayes or Ken Shamrock school of special guest refereeing, where we're we're not doing 5 counts. We're doing 1 counts. You're getting you I'm breaking you guys up. I'm getting physical in the middle of this match. I want you guys to know my presence from the very beginning of it. Um I might even be a detriment to the beginning of this match because I need you guys to know I'm the referee and you're going to fucking listen to me and what I have to say. And you did a great job with that. Enzo yeah. really did. Yeah. I was so ready to come in here and shit all over Enzo being there and I still might. Um I do I do wonder if it's uh long-term smart for OVW to have him, this guy that we know everywhere he's ever been, has been um, hard to work with, has been kind of cancerous to the locker room, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I do wonder if long-term, That's like best for OVW and what they're trying to do, especially during this period of growth. Having said that, people can change. Maybe he's different. He's certainly been humbled over the last few years. Um, Certainly so, so yes. So I'm more than willing to say that he might be a different person. And then on top of that, after Tony Gunn wins, that stare down, it had me. I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I was hooked. I was so prepared to roll my eyes at this. I was so prepared to roll my eyes at Enzo being an OVW when he doesn't let go of Tony Arn's Tony Gunn's arm after he's raised his arm to give him the victory, that stare down between the two of them, I was hooked. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, because obviously
2: we're going to get a, a three way dance at Christmas Chaos. I right? believe
1: we're getting. I believe we're probably going to a three way. Yeah, because Jack Vaughn's definitely still going to have the. The claim to the title oh he only won because you refereed him and now you're challenging for it and he you let him win because he's not as good as me and you have a better chance of beating him et cetera, et cetera. Tony uh Tony I'm sorry Jack Vaughn still has a claim to a match here for sure, well, sure. but I I, I kind of want a singles match I kind of I after that stare down I just want to I want to see the conclusion of that stare down. I don't need to see what happens next with the belt. I want to see those two guys get their hands on each other.
0: Matt, Producer Malachi, where are we at with the uh, OVW update?
2: Oh, he handed something to me. I got it here. If
0: uh, This is a prediction okay, n- as opposed to a Paul Heyman spoiler. If they haven't announced it already for this coming Thursday, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see some sort of clapback as a result of this match between Enzo and Tony Gunn. Oh, sure.
2: They're going to be the first. Yeah.
0: And even possibly spilling out into a full-on match this Thursday, thus building to the big triple threat match or however they want to do it.
1: I think we're going to get an in-ring between Enzo and Tony Gunn, and then we're going to get Kaiju lariats for everybody for coming by. Early Christmas present from Jack Vaughn. Oh. And that's how we'll set up the three-way.
0: That sounds good. That's awful thoughtful of the veteran.
2: So the the match that I've seen that's set for Thursday, besides the number three in the number one contender tag team series, right, is, uh, this is interesting, is EC3 and Adam Revolver.
0: Yeah, I saw
1: that.
2: Versus Jesse Goddard's and Cal Hero. Okay. What an interesting tag team that is. Yeah.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. Not sure what it adds right prior to the pay-per-view.
2: I guess we'll find out.
1: But, yeah, we'll definitely find out. Again, What have said this a thousand times. Every time I come on here and complain, I'm wrong. That's the best <laughs> part about being an OVW fan is I'm wrong. A I lot. just I'm wrong a lot. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, frankly, Enzo had me just by his shears. He, he seemed to have genuine excitement with OVW. Like, that was the thing that in that promo, though, I do agree that I think it went on a little long and was oddly placed. I could feel his, like, I'm your biggest fan, and I'm mm-hmm. so happy to be here, and, you know, it doesn't feel like he's like, well, I'm the big fish, and I have come to this pond to rule this pond. Well,
1: no, it, that's EC3. Yeah, 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 maybe in maybe more out of kayfabe than we're willing to admit as well, especially given this kind of weird last 10 minutes that we had we had a bar and burner of a match great match title changed hands super emotional moment we set up we set up six three six eight months more a year worth of stuff down the road for this this uh belt and tony gunn in in uh, in this course of a match and then the way we're going to decide the end of the night is um With a EC, ec3's thursday night raw I mean, that's what, like, that's what it is. Like, am I, like, is, is, does it not have a place in wrestling? No. Like, everybody loves Raw. Everybody loves the Attitude Era. Was it really out of place here at the end of this? Yeah. Was it real, was the humor, the do they want cake or do you want pie, was that completely out of place? Yeah, it was. Did they kind of throw anchor on an entire episode of OVW by placing this is the last thing that we see. This is the last thing I'm leaving the arena in my mind. This is the last thing I'm seeing on TV is this thing that didn't do anybody any good.
2: It may have done the Vaughn Roquette some good. The
1: only person, again, yeah, the only thing that was good about that entire segment is the least amount of 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 character development from the Vaughn Rockets.
2: I don't know. I kind of enjoyed the bad girls getting (sighs) pies getting pies in the face. I know. It's an old, it's simple I'm
1: not I'm not mad about the pies in the face. I'm mad about the cake or the pie. It was dumb. It's not even a good joke. Like you can't even have like you can't have both. Like you can't have both. You can't like and it's just not even it's not even a good joke. It's not even it is it is the definition of like thirteen year old boys def like this is what a sex joke is because Yeah and I just like
2: and EC3 was all blah, 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 wow.
0: And I'm over intense, and I'm using Latin, and I'm <laughs> going to draw this out and acknowledge me and blah, blah, blah. It just yeah, now.
1: No. Like, I get it, dude. Not You're a really libertarian. Th- I get it, EC3. I fucking get it, dude. But, like, leave it the fuck alone every once in a while. I just really didn't. I just didn't. This just doesn't, this is just felt so out of place. And I, I wonder, and I've wondered this for a little bit, and I, I haven't wanted to say it because I don't want to call, I don't, I don't want to wildly speculate. But then again, I remember I'm on a podcast, and that's what I'm supposed to do. EC3 writes these bits. Mm-hmm. This, th- this does not feel like anything that we see on OVW, period. The moment EC3 shows up, the writing, the content, the, way, the, the feeling of the show is different and not in a good way. And you guys, earlier you guys said to me, oh, well, that just means EC3's doing his job. No, this isn't the kind of heat that I like. <laughs> this is the exact opposite of this heat I This is the like. kind
0: of heat that you go to a doctor and try to get rid
1: of. This is fuck <laughs> you heat. This isn't I want to see you get beat. This is fuck you, go home, get off my TV heat. Like liquid heat? Like something. Like something. I don't even know. It's uh, it's. This reminds me so much more of when... TNA was looking for their voice and they brought in Vince Russo and he just started doing recycled stuff. Oh, that guy stuff. Yeah. He started doing recycled attitude Era stuff like this just reminds me these 10 minute bits really throw off the whole show for me and they don't feel like anything else on OVW now. But, true to form... But he's the that, biggest star they have, that, so...
0: That is very EC3. The last house show I went to, he was the headliner against Lord Crew, and that was in Batavia? No, it wasn't in Batavia. It was in... uh, It was the Battle of the Burg, Williamsburg, Ohio, back in uh, late September, October, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And he cut a promo at the beginning of that match, and also at the end of that match, if I'm not mistaken, because Lord Crew had been jumped by... Uh, uh, Scotty Amos accompanied by Dave Barnabas Specter, and uh, they didn't think he was going to be able to uh, compete much like Tony Gunn last week before his match with Jack Vaughn was assaulted before the thing and then EC3 came out and uh, said that um, he didn't have to if he wasn't able to and of course Lord Crew was miraculously able to uh, pull it together and put on a hell of a match and even though he lost because he was assaulted uh, EC3 put him over at the end of it which mm. was a super cool thing to do but at the same time it was all about as uh um, as, a, as exciting as shredded wheat, it was just like... Mm. No, not really doing it compared to all the angles that everybody else is tied right. up in. This one is just kind of like the... It just exists. This, that's the dry white toast to the four whole fried chickens. That is the rest of yep. OVW if you're picking up what I'm putting down. For boom, me boom, boom, boom. And
2: I, I couldn't help but hear Jerry the King Lawler just shouting, puppies, puppies, puppies. Oh, my that God. That
1: is exactly it. This does not feel like OVW from 2023. This feels like... Like... Raw it feels like 02? yeah, and I will I will only refer to EC3 segments from now on as EC3's Th- e- Thursday Night Raw. That is my promise to you, dear listener. Okay. So um, I, right. I just I kind of are you a Stones guy, Brian? Are you are you like the Stones? Beatles or Stones? Or is it like? like do the, you like the Stones though? I do like the Stones. Do you you remember like they put out like Thirteen Years of the Best Music Ever, and then they hit like 1982, and nobody's telling them no anymore. The '80s were hard on a lot uh, of, especially great those kind bands. of bands. Great yeah.
0: classic rock bands from the '60s, yes.
1: But the the real problem is, and they had, they had experienced this. The Stones, especially, throughout the '70s, no one ever told them no. But it just, the Stones were actually good, so they kept putting out good music. Right. Then they hit the '80s, and still no one's telling them no. And they start to suck. And EC3 is great. And I love watching EC3 wrestle, and I've actually been pretty high on the EC3 thing up until. Basically, really two weeks ago, this was this further made me realize that I didn't like the EC3 thing. I really feel like nobody's telling this guy no. I feel like there's no oversight on what this guy's doing. I
0: I think you might be right. And just because
1: you can do something doesn't mean you should. Most of the time, if you can do it, doesn't mean you should. Well, I mean,
2: he was just given his own NWA territory. Just. Mission Pro Wrestling is just. His. Oh
0: well, maybe he should just go there and rule that land and let us have this one. And line. because
1: it started off, it started so well and ended so well. It, the yeah. last time EC3 booked a territory, it started so well. They did, they did extremely well, and that's definitely the type of person you want around your young, upcoming talent that are trying to get themselves over. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever. What you said. <sighs> we end in with uh, Davis reading talk.
2: I mean, we've talked about it a little already.
1: Um, well, yeah, we, we covered that there's a lot more pre tape segments this past week. That just kind of lets us, the viewer, know that the backstage of OVW Davis Arena has been uh, taken care of the same way that the what we see on and it camera it did look does. great. It did look really, really good. It yeah. did look really, really good. Um, on the way out here, this is the OVW podcast. We are a nominated podcast for the 10th annual carney awards we are the unofficial podcast of ohio valley wrestling and we are produced at blacklight moon productions at nut house studios in lexington kentucky the ovw broadcast podcast team is me jackman oaks and brian Hine. our studio engineer and editor is malachi p.s woodard executive producer is tiny brian k woodard senior producer for the blimp is victor anderson
0: After watching Wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial Wrestlers After Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, and give us a review. You can also follow us on... You can also follow us at podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X. X, TikTok, and wherever you choose to have your own fun on the internet. Love you guys. Bye-bye, I hope you find it die.